You know, we are usually very active. And somebody told me the other week, you know, Phil, you're just too busy. I had to think about that. Part of the reason why this individual said what he did was because I, I didn't have time for him. And so he felt that I was too busy doing other things that I should really find time for him. It ended up to be a little bit of a selfish thing that he was doing, and, and uh, he realized that later, but, you know, that I wasn't spending time with him, so therefore I was too busy. But I had to reflect myself. Yeah, I think I am too busy sometimes. And there's so many things that we want to do. We get frustrated, we get bored, we're restless, and we're unfulfilled, and always looking for something to do. As Abe said last week, I was talking about the importance of resting. And there's times when we just need to relax. But in our busyness, we end up just so going, 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 we can't stop until we're dead tired and then we fall asleep. Maybe the last couple of days, I was falling asleep reading books. <laughs> Maybe some of the books were a little bit dry too, but that's beside the point. But I was finding myself, oh, I'm nodding off here. I need to just take a break and rest and relax. But so often we're going and we're going and we're going and we don't realize that we need to stop and rest and spend time with God. And I think that was so important what Abe had shared with us last week. And if you want to listen to what he said, you can always go on online. We always keep our sermons on our internet website and you can always go back and listen to those if you didn't have a chance to be here last week or you want to refresh maybe you didn't take sermon notes last week and so you want to refresh what what you heard so those are things that we can do today i want to focus on first corinthians chapter 12 and it is all about spiritual gifts and working together as a body of Christ. As I worked through this chapter in the Bible, where it talks about special gifts that God has given to the church, I began to think, well, why did God give us these, this scripture? Why is it here? And today we want to delve into that. I'm not going to go through a verse by verse kind of thing, but I'm going to take some of the ideas from this passage and begin to explore it with you. But I began to realize that, you know, these gifts are here. It's one of the purposes for God's gifts so that we will be empowered to share the good news about Jesus Christ. And I am convinced of three things. The first one is that All of us are priests. All of us have a responsibility to be a spiritual mediator between the world around us and our dear Lord and Savior. That's what the role of the priest was. The role of the priest was to be a mediator. One who was between God and the people. And that he would bring the people 
before God. But now with Christ living and being a part of us, we have been elevated. And that class of priests that was in the Old Testament, the Levites, that's gone. And now all of us have that opportunity and responsibility. So that's the first thing that I'm convinced of. The second thing is that God has given all of us the responsibility to let the whole world know about the freedom and the joy that there is in Jesus Christ. And the third thing is, with respect to that, that we know that he has given us gifts and the power to do the task that he has asked us to do. So he didn't just give us a job to do and says, ah, go find some way to do it. He's actually given us the gifts and the power to do that. So what is the source of spiritual gifts? Right from the time of creation, the Holy Spirit was active in the world. He was a part of creation. He was a part of creating mankind. And so he knows everything about us. And so the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us these special gifts which we are to use to bring the gospel to the world and to bring glory to God. And the term that's used in this passage is charismata. Charis means grace. So these are gifts of grace that he has given to us so that we can share and we can proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. So many people have natural abilities. They have skills. They have great understanding And they use them for religious purposes. But they're not necessarily spiritual gifts. Sometimes they're from our own effort, our own abilities. And we're not depending on God for any of this. The the thing is that we may be given special gifts that Paul talks about in this chapter, gifts of miracles, gifts of... Uh, special powers, but not all miracles, not all things that happen supernaturally are from God. Because Satan has the ability to mimic or imitate what God does. And you can read about faith healers and people like that who use voodoo or witchcraft to bring about healing or change. But the difference is between what Satan does and what God does is that Satan demands death. Usually something is required to die. Often it leads to suicide or some other kind of death. But the spiritual power that God gives is enriching, is empowering. It gives freedom. It gives life. 
And that's the whole difference between those two sources of supernatural gifts. So what are some of the problems that there are with gifts? The first big problem is that we don't use them. It's like having this gift under the Christmas tree and we don't bother opening it. God's giving it to us, but we don't make use of it. We don't even explore it. We don't even look at it and say, oh, that's a nice gift. Maybe I should open it. So a lot of times we don't bother opening up what God wants for us. And so it just sits there and doesn't get used. Part of it is because we're not in connection with God to find out what he wants to use it for. He wants us to use it for. So, but I think what we need to do, first of all, is to realize that gift is there and that we need to open it up. And if we haven't done that so far, I think we need to repent. I think there's a level of repentance that we need to say, God, you know what? You want to give me this? And I've just been so, so careless. I haven't been attentive to what you want me to do so that I've just ignored you. I've ignored this wonderful gift that you want to give to me. And so once we repent, that means we have to change our way. Repentance means turning around. And so we have to go a different direction. And we have to spend time with him. We have to read the word of God and understand what he wants us to be doing. Sometimes we think we can do things on our own. That we rely on our own strength. And... Oh, I can do that. I can teach Sunday school. Anybody can teach Sunday school, right? Not quite. But I can teach that. I can do that. I can sing in the worship team. It's the I, 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 right? So we think we can do things on our own. And we don't need God to do this. And that's the second thing that we have a problem with. And uh, the third thing is that sometimes we're envious. Oh, I wish I could be a part of the worship team, or I wish I could teach Sunday school. How come they don't ask me? So <clears throat> there's a level of, of envy, of desiring something that somebody else has, and we forget to look at what God's given to me. And so we ignore what God gives to us, but we envy what other people are doing. And the third thing is, or the fourth thing is that sometimes we want one of the other gifts. We're not content with the gifts that God's given to us. Oh, I wish I could be a great preacher. Or I wish I could be a good teacher. Or I wish I could do miracles. Wouldn't that be great? Well, that's not the gift that God gave to you. So, it's not something that he expects us to do. So what is it that he has given to us? You know, some years ago, when I was young, a couple of years ago, <laughs> I had friends who attended different churches, and they talked about the fact that, oh, you need to be filled, you need to have the Holy Spirit. And if you don't talk in tongues, then you're not, you don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't even have the Holy Spirit. And of course, I wanted the Holy Spirit. And so I started figuring this out. I thought, 
man, if I don't have the Holy Spirit, I'm really not saved, am I? And so I began to question some things about my spiritual walk until I really began to study the Word of God. And God's Word doesn't tell us that we need to speak in tongues. We, as we read in this passage, in verse 11, it says here that it's the Holy Spirit. All these things are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. So if he didn't give me the gift of tongues, then I shouldn't even worry about it. But what is the gift that he gave to me? And that's the gift that I need to be faithfully using all the time. So what is the purpose of spiritual gifts. Verse 7 here tells us that the gifts are given for the common good. The gifts are given to us so it can profit other people. So I need to use the gift that he has given to me. And it was pointed out the other day that maybe I have the gift of teaching. (laughs) It was funny. Uh, We had some problems with the the first week we had some problems over with the coffee station that was there because the power wasn't working properly. And I had gone into some kind of explanation of why this wasn't working to somebody who really didn't care about that. And I realized all of a sudden, oh no, Uh, (laughs) somebody pointed to me after. But it was kind of humorous uh, that I had done this. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, that's typically a gift of a teacher wanting to explain what's going on and behind the scenes and everything else. And I get too detailed and things and get carried away. And I should just go and fix it. Uh, But probably some of that was my own analysis, trying to figure out, okay, what's happening here? And I'm actually speaking out loud. But anyway, so sometimes we do things and we discover, oh, that's probably part of our spiritual gifting. So... So that's the first purpose. I already mentioned one purpose earlier, and that is so that we can proclaim the gospel as well. Another purpose is to bring unity to the body of Christ. And Paul goes into a long section here about how the body works, and I'm not going to get into that this morning, but we see that the purpose of spiritual gifts is to bring unity, to bring oneness, so that we can uh, work together because I don't have all the gifts. Sometimes I think I do, but I don't. And I need other people to use the gift that they have received. Maybe it's discernment or maybe it's wisdom or maybe it's healings or miracles or maybe it's prophesying or preaching or teaching or starting churches the apostle, being a missionary. We don't have all those gifts in one person. And that's a good thing. Because that means we need each other. We need each other. Now, the problem that happens is that some people use their gifts and then they feel that they need to make sure that everybody else knows that they have this gift and they need to make sure that that gift is used. That's a whole other issue. But 
That brings dissension and not unity into the body. So here we have this picture of a, a body. We are to use that special grace, that special gift that God has given us to build up the body. We're supposed to be like a channel. The Holy Spirit is supposed to use us. We are supposed to allow him to use us so that the Holy Spirit will flow through us. It's like a river that brings fresh water to a parched and dry land. And in the world around us, there are so many people that are looking for hope. They're looking for meaning in life. And when we discover it, we keep it to ourselves. No, we're not supposed to keep it to ourselves. We're supposed to share that with other people. And we're kind of hesitant. And, well, it's religion or whatever. And, and so we're not really supposed to talk about religion. Uh, the school system tries to brainwash us not to do that. But really, if we have something uh, exciting to share with others, why don't we? And God wants us to use the gifting the way we do it, he wants us to use that gifting that he's given to us to share it in our own way. You're going to share the gospel with somebody else in a very different way than I am. And so he wants us to all use that gifting that we have to bring living water to the thirsty people around us. And we're supposed to be united in one body and living in harmony. So when, we're, when our physical body is not working properly, it brings pain and discomfort. All the parts of the body are important. So we're supposed to work together. But when we have a sprained ankle, we don't stop breathing. And our heart doesn't stop just so we can focus on our sprained ankle. We still need to do the other things in life, even though there may be a pain, a sore. We need to continue to do things in the church, even when there is some difficulty. We can't put all our focus just on one thing and then leave everything else. No, we need to keep working at multiple things at the same time. We can't just focus on one thing and that's it. So God's given us a lot of opportunity, a lot of responsibility, and so we need to each realize that there are different things that we all will be doing at, at the same time. So it's not just, well, how come everybody is not doing this? Or how come people aren't doing that? Or can't they see that this is important? Well, it is for you because God's given you the vision to see that. God's given you the insight to see that this is a need in our community or in our church. And so if he's given you that insight, then you need to do something about that. Not expect the pastor or the deacons or somebody else to do that. He wants you if he's given you that opportunity or that insight, he wants you to be the one that, that does something about it. And he's gifted you to do that because he gave you the insight to, to see that. The other thing is that there are many people working 
at different areas in the church. And we need to show respect and encouragement. Everybody's important. We need to be looking around and seeing what's going on. What's happening? What is so-and-so doing? For example, you know, pretty soon the ladies are going to start meeting together again and they're going to be sewing. Well, that's a talent that God gives them, but it's not necessarily a spiritual gift, but the way they use that gift is for giving or for hospitality. Uh, The ladies eat together. That's a, a, a gift of hospitality. And so these are gifts that we use to fulfill a greater mission. What is that greater mission? Well, the ladies are getting all kinds of sewing stuff and they're giving it away, uh, sending it to other countries where people are in need. And it's a phenomenal thing. We need to you know, realize that this thing's going on. And although I'm not going to be doing it, <laughs> I'm not going to be sewing on Wednesday mornings, but... I can say, hey, this is a great thing that the ladies are doing. Uh, Our youth are doing things. Our hospitality committee is doing things. They go and help in the soup kitchen or youth go uh, to Windsor sometimes and and do something up there to, to help in different ways. It's just as the body is working away to fulfill the Great Commission. And again, that needs to be a part of our focus when we're using our gifts that we're bringing people into a greater understanding of the good news of Jesus Christ. So there is, it, it's significant that other people have different responsibilities. And we need to focus not just on our own tasks, but to realize and encourage other people to, do, to keep up the good work that they're doing. Now, what is the role of leadership in the church? Now, there's a rule that says 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Now, in a really healthy church, 80% of the people will be involved. And the other 20 that aren't involved, they're still trying to figure out how God wants them to work. But they're growing in their spiritual life. So, uh, we shouldn't leave 80% of the work for 20% of the people. That's the normal rule. We should all be using the gifts that God has given us with the insights and the vision that he's given us to fulfill the Great Commission. The role of leadership, then, is to equip each of those believers. So as you are teaching Sunday school or as you're up here in the worship team, the leadership is here to guide and to encourage and to equip. So that's the role of leadership. The role of leadership is not to do all the work. That's the typical mindset of our North American church attenders. Okay? The goal of the leadership is to equip, and that we find in in, uh, Ephesians chapter 4. It doesn't matter how gifted you are. You might just have one little gift that you can use for the Lord. It doesn't matter 
whether we're confined to a wheelchair, it doesn't matter whether we're confined to being at home, we can't get out, or maybe, you know, we could travel the world and serve around the world. It doesn't matter. We are doing, but we need to be faithful in what we do. That is the key. We need to be faithful with what God has blessed us with. So maybe we wonder, well, how can God use me? We want to kind of go to a practical side here for a few minutes this morning. We want to ask some of these questions, and you can turn your page on the, over on the, on the back and make some notes. Uh, what are some things that I could do to help others? Maybe if you don't want to do it this morning, maybe you can think about it and work through these ideas. So what are some of the things that I could do to help other people? Maybe, you know, it's just bringing some food to somebody. Or maybe it's helping somebody with fixing up their house. Or maybe it's repairing a car. Maybe there's skills that God's given you that you could use to bring glory to God. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, it says that we are to use what he's given to us to bring glory to God. So what do you think your spiritual gift might be? Uh, we didn't go into all of these different gifts that Paul talks about here. There's lots of different gifts that he talks about and how we might be able to use those for the body of Christ. So what is your spiritual gift? then how will you use that gift? When you determine the gifting that God has given to you, how can you use that gift that will bring honor and glory to him? Now, we want to make it a little bit more practical. Who is it that you could share with? Can you think of somebody? Okay, God's gifted you with a gift of mercy to be able to listen and, and hear what people are saying. You're a good listener. Who could you go and listen to this week? Is there somebody you might think that's lonely, that might need some encouragement? Who is it that I could go and visit? Maybe you can go to an old folks' home. Maybe you can go see your grandma. Maybe uh, you could go and, and see somebody else that hasn't come to church for a while and you wonder, well, what's happening with that person? Are they sick? Are they struggling? How could I be an encouragement? That's one of the gifts. Maybe you, you know, have the ability to fix something. Who could I go and use that and then be able to share the reason why I'm doing it? The reason I'm doing this is because I think that God wants me to be a blessing to you. He's gifted me in this area, and I want to be a blessing to you. I want to serve you. That's kind of a servant attitude. That's one of the spiritual gifts as well. So, who is it this week that you could go and help? And it'd be great if you could think of maybe three people that you could bless that way. And the last one is, how do you think that might draw them closer to becoming a growing Christian? 
what is it that I could leave with them when I do this that will help them to get closer to God? Before you go, before you do these kind of things, think ahead. What could I do to make a difference? And what kind of impact do I want to leave behind? And so these are things that we want you to encourage to use those gifts that God's given to you to glorify God in this way. Let's pray. Father, as believers, when your Holy Spirit came into our life, you brought special gifts to us. You gave us charismata. You gave us spiritual gifts that could transform and make a difference in this world. You've given us a responsibility to go into all the world and preach the gospel, teach the gospel, share the gospel. We're not preachers necessarily or teachers, but we're servants of you. And we want to use the gifts, the abilities, the talents that you've entrusted to us and be faithful. Help us to use what you've entrusted to us so that like the servant who just buried the talent that you gave to him. You took it away. And because that servant ignored your instruction, he was even cast into hell. And Lord, just it's serious that we use what you've entrusted to us. And I pray that you would help us to see what we can do to make a difference, to bring a transformation to the world around us, to bring people into an understanding and a faith journey that will be a joy and an excitement in their faith journey. We thank you, Lord, that you are there for us. And I pray that we can use exactly what you've given to us through the Holy Spirit. We thank you in Jesus' name.